On today's episode of the Aim to Win in Business and Life podcast, you're going to hear from Kimberly Mays of Foolishly Creative. Kimberly is going to talk to you about the five ways that you can shine online. If you're ready to amplify your message and get found by your ideal customers and clients, then this is the episode for you. So you might want to grab a pen and take some notes because Kimberly really delivers the goods. So get ready to learn and get ready to win right now. You are a fabulous businesswoman. You are the founder of Foolishly Creative. You design websites for your customers and clients, and you do a wonderful job. And I want you to tell everybody about yourself before you go into your fabulous five points, because I, you know, we went over it last night and you have some wonderful information to share. And I'm just excited. And I know that everybody is excited to hear about it because everybody wants to know how to attract their ideal customer and client and how to just get their brand out there in a major way in 2019. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we go into the five points. Sure. So my name is Kimberly Mays. I am a tech enthusiast and nerd and I really like to, (laughs) I really love the online space and I have a passion for um, just making sure businesses thrive and grow online. So my background is in technology. I actually got into web design out of boredom, if you can believe it, just because, um, you know, the early days internet, you know, 90s, I started tinkering around with HTML code, kind of playing around with it. You know, I was in high school back then. So I um, just decided to make it a career and a passion of mine. I majored in computer science, and I've been in email marketing for about, I would say about over 10 years, but I've been in development for even longer. So I wanted to bring in my my specialty and my passion in order to help a lot of small business owners um, really stay the course and stay online. Because what I've noticed is when looking at a lot of local businesses, a lot of things and dreams that people have started, I go to their website and it doesn't exist. It's either down or it's outdated and I really can't find them. So I've realize it's a lot of, it's a problem a lot of people have and it's something that I solve on a daily basis for my clients. Yeah, you well, I mean when you say that you are a techie and you, you got started with HTML, you sound almost like me back in the nineties. Remember back in the nineties there was the Internet Marketing Center, you mm-hmm. you recall that? Yeah. I, I remember purchasing like their DVD set back in the day. Mm-hmm. And you know, I used to build websites and websites were a lot harder to build back then because you did have to know code, but I didn't go to school for computer science Mm -hmm. I went to school for business and finance Mm -hmm. but um it's so funny how our worlds have collided you know you and I are two techies two Mm -hmm. brown girl techies at that at work camp NYC and you know um I remember going up to you. I said, I'm going to pass out my postcards because I was having the small business boot camp for women. And I said, I'm going to pass out my postcards to everybody that's here that looks like me because it's just like in this in that space, it's so hard to find people that look like you that you can connect with and really vibe with. And, you know, I'm so excited you came to the boot camp. 
And I know you had a good time and met a lot of people and I was excited about that. And I knew that you knew a lot of the things that I was, I was talking about. So I was really happy to get you to come on tonight and really share this topic of, you know, shining online. Everybody wants to know how to really position themselves as an expert. They also want to have their business stand out from the crowd on the internet. Mm -hmm. And you have five key points that you share with them to really show them how to, in fact, attract their ideal customer and client. So why don't we just jump right into what those five points are? And let's start with number one. Yeah, so number one, I like to always start with personal because the business is the person and the person is the business. So you can't really separate the two. A lot of people, they start off as solopreneurs and that's actually a lot harder than people think. So they go into it, especially me. I wish somebody would have told me what I'm speaking about right now because, <laughs> you know, when you go into it, if you're a solopreneur, even if you go into one other person, it, it it commingles with your own life. So um, where I like to start off with is personal. So if you're going to start a business, you have to assess your personal life. You have to see where in your life you may need help with, you know, whether that is childcare, cleaning, whether that is, um, you know, transportation, finances, you have to make sure your own house is in order before you start building something else. So I would just take a look at that and, you know, try to be in a network of like-minded people who are doing the same thing so they can actually advise and tell you, you know, some of the things that you need to do in order to be successful so that you don't suffer burnout, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, and that might even involve a therapist, believe it or not, and there's no shame in oh, wow. encourage a lot of people to actually get a therapist or even a life coach or a counselor because, you know, if whatever problems or things you may have is going to be magnified because you're putting yourself out there, you're starting a business, and it's a very personal, strenuous thing because, you know, this is your baby, it's your creation. So you're going to have a lot of highs and lows. So you just want to make sure that you equip yourself as best as you can on a personal level so that you are starting off the right way. Um, and then also going into the personal space too, if you're going to start an online business or any kind of business, you really want to just Google yourself and you'll be surprised how much information you find. You may say, I didn't even know that picture was out there or something. <laughs> it's not all bad, but you just would be surprised about how much is, is out there and accessible, you know, about your life, especially if you've been online for a while, whether you're on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, you know, Instagram. So you just want to make sure that anything you find is in congruence with the brand that you're trying to build. You know, you want to also, from this point going forward, keep your ranting to minimum on social media. If you're posting things that are kind of negative or anything that maybe you wouldn't want a potential client to see, you just want to clean that up a little bit, tone that down. And that's something that I have learned to do as do as well so you know I'm not just preaching you know I'm also practicing as well so you just want to really take a personal audit of who you are online and then also do a personal audit of your own lifestyle so that you can be ready for this now a lot of times people that are serial entrepreneurs they jump from one thing to the other thing and 
then there's like information out there from way back when, you know, so they should clean up a lot of those things as well. Yeah, I mean, if, if somebody's a serial entrepreneur, I don't necessarily think that they have to clean up so much, but you just want to make sure that, you know, whatever it is that's already out there is in alignment with what you're trying to build. So for an example, if you're kind of a, a, a life coach or a, or a coach that wants to build positivity and, you know, all you see are negative things on their Facebook, it's not, you know, it doesn't make a lot of it's sense. It's not congruent. Like I know somebody who's trying to build a coaching business and I'm seeing these things she's posting on, on Twitter and Instagram and it's very negative. And I'm like, well, you know, why is she doing this on her business page? So I think that, you know, you just want to just make sure that the message is consistent. And even if like for, for myself, I just post a lot of cat pictures on Facebook. My <laughs> account. So it's nothing that says, okay, well, you know, she is not, in alignment with web design because you know it's it's a cat picture it's not anything offensive or off-putting that somebody would like take offense to so it's those kinds of things i would say to clean up i bet a lot of people mm -hmm. really align with that that whole cat thing too <laughs> there are a lot of cat lovers out there we have mm -hmm. a cat our cat is cute but mm -hmm. i've never touched the cat mm -hmm. i've never petted the cat mm -hmm. the cat is just our pet pet in the house yes. and mm -hmm. that is my daughter's cat and my mm -hmm. husband's cat mm -hmm. they have their cat <laughs> that's cute though but there are a lot of cat lovers out there our cat is cute though your cat is cute too Thanks. i've seen the picture so once you get the personal stuff mm -hmm. together and your message is in alignment mm -hmm. and people you know kind of get where you're coming from what's the next step the next step I like to say is personal, not personal, but professional. So mm -hmm. the professional side of things is really honing in on what your business is going to be. So for a lot of people who are starting out, they may not know this or it's not as easy. So it's really getting clear on your ideal client. It's getting clear on them specifically, not just saying, well, using me for an example, I wouldn't say, well, I just serve small businesses because that could just be anybody, but really narrowing down to a specific type of person or industry that you want to serve. So using myself as an example still, you know, my primary um, ideal client, my target market are life coaches, um, consultants, coaches, cons coaches, consultants, authors, and speakers because they tend to be the same person. So I'm very clear on, you know, where that um, type of person would be online, what message resonates with them, what they're looking for, what they're needing. And when you have that, idea of who your client is and I like to call that you know your client avatar or your client profile you get to really understand what it is that you can do for them the solution that um, you have for their problem and really you can get clear on the offer and the language that would um, make them want to buy from you and then you can also think about yourself and think about what is it that you offer and how you do it that is a lot different than um, other people how other people do it so that is really the professional side. It's kind of the, the, I would say the unsexy part of starting a business because, you know, a lot of people just want to jump in and just put their, put their stuff out right away. But it's right. just a step back and just saying, okay, well, you know, I have a strategy now of 
who it is I'm looking for and who would be looking for me and just trying to put together an offer of, you know, the, the, the product, the price, promotion, and, and the place, the four P's of marketing, sure, but it's just really just thinking about that before you invest any time or money into something. Mm -hmm. It's just um, doing that um, brain work first. So before you get into the third point, let me ask you a question. When clients come to you, because one of the things I like to tell people is that I think that when you're building your business online, the best thing that you can do before you build your digital asset is to get clear offline. So yeah. basically, I tell them, you know, to write out, you know, what they want, try to get as much of the copy and headlines and things that they want to say. Um, so tell tell me a little bit about the process that you take people through before you actually get them to launch online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the, the process that I do, that I have is I actually ask a lot of questions. So anybody who's worked with me knows that it's like, okay, she's sending me another questionnaire, but it's really so that I can do my job the best. And, mm -hmm. and I really like what you said about the offline piece too, because it just made me think of something. And it's, I think it's also really important for people before starting a business just to have a conversation with those who would be a good match for them. Not even selling them anything, but just talking right. to them, saying, okay, well, you know, what are you looking for? What are your struggles? You know, things, things like that. And I think that's a big piece of the offline part of it as well, too, is just really um, having that connection first before just jumping in. But my process is I ask them a lot of questions. I ask them, you know, what is it that you do that no one else can do? What is it that you offer? Who are you targeting? You know, what are your packages, especially as it pertains to web design, because website, if you don't have that stuff clear, it's just like you're just wasting your time and you might as well use Wix or something like that, you know? So I, I have a very lengthy process that I kind of go through. And if they don't know, if they don't have this part clear or down, the, the project actually takes a lot longer. And I can tell when it's kind of going in that direction. And sometimes right. I'll get a little bit of space to figure that out before we go any further, just because I want them to make the best use of their time and investment with me. Right. And often, I'm sure you spend a lot of time helping them get clear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I know that sometimes people, they kind of know what they want, and then mm -hmm. they don't know what they want. They kind of know what they want to do, but then they don't really know what they mm -hmm. want to do. But getting, you know, that messaging right at the beginning is very, very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you ask them to create, like, a lot of content ahead of time? Like, maybe a couple of, you know, the copy for their pages, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, a couple of blog posts and things like mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Yeah. So I like to do con like content first before, you know, I start designing. So the content really is important and it's the hardest piece of the, the whole project because, you know, once you ask for copy, it's like a deer in a headlights moment. Yeah. <laughs> from me, you know, and it's not just involving photos and Facebook anymore. It's, it's, and it's hard to produce. It's, it's not easy. So I do partner with a couple of copywriters so oh, that's good because it just makes things a lot faster. And I think that, you know, once they start getting homework, that provides the clarity that they need as well. So through my homework and maybe the copywriter's homework, they actually get that that coaching indirectly on you know what it is that they want to do. 
Right. Now, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to wait until the end. Mm-hmm. I want to do this a couple of times. I know that you have a nice giveaway, yeah. something that, you know, folks can work with so that they can begin to get their messaging mm-hmm. right and yeah. so that they be- can begin to shine online. So why don't you tell them mm-hmm. what free gift you have for them before we get into the other three points? Okay, sure. So the free gift is the Shine Online Workbook. So it's my special workbook that I have put together to help people get clarity on their business before they um, before they embark or make any investment, time monetary-wise, um, on their website or any other promotional materials. So it's just a workbook that kind of leads you through that client profile that I've talked about. It leads you to really understand your offer, it leads you to understand, you know, why it is that you do what you do and how you do it. And it's very simple. It's very, it's very clean. And it, it's, it's something that, you know, you can print out. You can actually have a copy so that when you are working with a service professional, you can get in alignment with that person and tell them right away, this is, you know, who I am and this is what there. And what is it again? What is it called? What's the URL? I'm typing it. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Shine Online Workbook. Um, yep, and it's foolishly creative slash shine online. And just to sweeten the offer, you know, if you get the workbook, um, if you reply back to the email, you know, I will personally do a complimentary website audit. If you have a website and you just kind of want to want me to take a look at it to make sure that I understand it, what it is that you do, any recommendations, you know, that I may have, whether it's your call to action, your site speed, anything that you would need help with. I'm happy to do so. So when you do sign up, just reply back to that email that you get the autoresponder and, you know, I'll be happy to provide that audit. And, you know, the, um, okay, there it is. Yeah. I want to um, put the full website because the, the redirect is, it acts a little tricky sometimes. So I want to put the right yeah. URL in mm-hmm. the chat so yeah. that everybody can get that. Shine Online Workbook. Thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you for offering that to the audience. I know that they're going to get a lot out of it. So now let's move on to point number three. What is the third of your five points that can help people shine online? Okay, so the third part is the fun part that everybody really likes. It's the visual part. So this is where we really get into the design and the the structure of the, the site itself or whatever we're setting up. So the visual part includes the, the branding aspect. So I do partner, I do have a, a, a logo designer, and a graphic designer. So we go over the logo if that's what the client needs. We also do color schemes, um, typography, layouts. We look at pictures and we try to create a consistent and cohesive look and feel that goes across the website, um, the Facebook page, Instagram page, whatever it is that they have. And, you know, we just really focus in on how do we want the visitor to feel? What kind of tone and impression are we trying to give, give off? And that also um, corresponds to the language, too, that we kind of talked about. So if they are using a copywriter, sometimes the copywriter will say, okay, well, how do you want your tone to come off um, your, your voice? They try to write in the, in the style of my client. If the client is writing their own copy, I will incorporate that. And I do give feedback on the copy as well. So it's not like I just copy and paste whatever I'm given. 
I will say, okay, well, you need headlines. You need to make sure that you write it this way. This is too long. This is too short. This needs, this requires more detail. And this requires that what's in it for me, that WIFM acronym to just say, okay, well, you know, everybody wants to know what's in it for me when they land on the page. And that's something that it goes back to the professional as well. So all that together, including the um, copy and the visual, and sometimes that can incorporate video or audio if they have that as well, just to create that brand cohesion so that the um, ideal client, the visitors, will automatically get it. And that's what's most important, that when they land on that page, that they get it. They know exactly what it is you do, why I'm here, Mm-hmm. And they can self-identify. Now, how many how many seconds do you have to capture a person's attention online? Yeah, so this varies because I've actually looked it up several times just to make sure there's a consistent stat. But, you know, I've never seen anything um, less than um, 10 to 15 seconds or more than 15 seconds. So I like to say six seconds because people are very time crunched. There's so many distractions out there. So I say you have six seconds to get someone's attention. And that includes the site loading speed as well. And that includes the the page layout. So what I've seen a lot of people do is they they have these gigantic um, hero images. And I have that too. But they don't really say what it is that they do at the top, above the fold, before the person has to scroll down. So the more you have to make somebody guess and figure stuff out, the less likely it is you're gonna have you're gonna keep their attention. So you want to make sure that you know everything kind of just pops as soon as that page loads. Yeah, people like the big and the pretty, but yeah. they don't understand that there's a methodology behind that. And you know, people also love for websites to load pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, a lot of times the video and all of that stuff slows it down. And, you know, it's just good to have just, you know, a nice compact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Anything else for number three? Can we move on to number four? Point number four? We can definitely move on to point number four. So number three, you know, I think most people get it. You know, it's just the it's, it's just the look and feel, the, the design part everyone loves. But number four is a little less sexy, so I may lose some, some people <laughs> are not nerds. The nerds will just perk up, but, you know, the non-nerds just hear me out. Number four is technical. So I work with a lot of technophobes, and so I'm a very patient person, and I, I like to explain things. I, I don't mind going over stuff, but technical is very important because – you know, at the end of the day, you can razzle-dazzle people, but if you don't have systems behind your website or behind anything that you put out there to really facilitate your business, it's going to be hard to, um, it's going to be hard to really um, onboard those leads or any new clients if you um, really don't have your system set up. And when I mean by systems, I mean beyond the contact form. So once somebody contacts you, you have to say, okay, what's next? And part of what I do is I always ask my clients, okay, what's next? They contact you. Now, now what do you do with them? You know, do you, are you checking your email 10 times a day to see if somebody submitted your contact form? Or do you want it to go to a CRM? And the CRM, for those who don't know, is a customer relationship management tool. And what it does, it can send them an auto response saying, hey, thank you for your interest. You know, look out for an email in 24 hours or something like that. 
It can also alert you when you have a response so you can act on it. And that's just at, um, at its simplest too because CRMs can do so much more. But at the very least, you have to have a plan or have a system behind that contact form. So if you are getting leads like crazy, which I hope many people are, you know, you have something to, something to a way to take care of them behind the scenes. And another system that's very important is your email marketing system. So if you are not sending emails or not collecting an email list, I encourage everybody to do so. And one of the nice things about um, having an email system is that, you know, it manages the opt-ins and opt-outs for a person. Um, so you, it gives people a chance to opt-in, a chance to opt-out, and a lot of things can be automated. So you can actually send people a series of emails once they express interest in your business so that, you know, you nurture them and they get to know you, know, like, and trust. And that's also a nice way to shine online, too. It's not all about your website. And then another tool that I like to really stress to people is analytics. You have to really know what's working because if you're not measuring something, how do you know it's working? So I see people spinning their wheels or doing lives every week and they're, they're just putting all this great content out there. And I say, okay, well, how are you repurposing this? How are you using this? How do you know what's driving people to your site? How do you know which sources? I, I was just speaking to one of my clients and she's using um, a URL shortener because she said she likes the clicks. And I said, okay, well, what decisions are you making based on this data that you have? And I don't think she's thought of it that way. And, you know, I think part of what I do is make people think of things they didn't know they need to be thinking of. And right. analytics is very, very important, um, whether it's Google Analytics, whether you're checking your analytics on your Facebook page, your Instagram account, anything like that. But I think um, website analytics is most important because that's where you're going to do most of your conversions. And that's where you're going to be doing most of your selling through your site. So if you don't have analytics yet, you know, you can work with somebody like me or you can install a couple of plugins that will do that as well, too. Shameless. Yeah. You know, there is there are a couple of, uh, of WordPress plugins or or anything. If you use a Squarespace, I know they have analytics as well. And just check it. Just make sure you know where people are coming from so you can do more of that instead of you know, trying to be in thousands of places at once. Now, you mentioned a, a lot there. And number four, you really packed that one in. Now, let me say, like, there's a couple of things that resonated with what you said today. I mean, tonight, because like today, what I did was I was going through my email um, mm -hmm. marketing service provider, which is Aweber. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, I use Aweber and I also use MailChimp, but I also use Kartra, which is a part of my um whole online marketing mm -hmm. shopping cart and everything. I, I love Kartra, actually. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I switched over from um, there from Infusionsoft, and I think I used to use Pay Kickstart too, but I, la mm -hmm. I love Kartra. Yeah. Um, I was looking over my emails, and I was looking over the ones that got open the most, and I said, well, I'm going to scroll through all these email headlines, and I'm going to see which ones, you know, are the ones that people are actually opening, and also which ones are the ones where people actually clicked through mm -hmm. from the email. I was surprised. I was surprised. Um, the one that I sent out so far this year was it this year or was it like in December? It was either this year or December, but the one that got the most uh, opens was the one that said, the biggest mistake I made in 2018. Mm -hmm. So people wanted to know what was the biggest mistake I made yeah. in 2018. Mm -hmm. So 
So that one was a, a, a whopper. Yeah. And then there was another one that I sent out and I think this was this was a couple of years ago and it had like almost 700 opens and it had like 88 clicks. And mm -hmm. I was just like, wow, it was for the in the black little black dress event. Mm -hmm. And it said, you know, it said little black dress event or uh, pull out your little black dress for the in the black event, something like that. And I was just like, wow, that's just really interesting to see what people will actually open. And mm -hmm. I said, okay, so I have to get a little bit more creative with my email headlines yeah. when I'm sending out emails so that people will actually open them and people will actually click through. And then I got a lot of opens for my boot camp emails. Mm -hmm. A lot of people opened those. So that was good. That that really kind of said a lot. And now also one of the things you mentioned was check your analytics. Uh, another thing people can do is test mm -hmm. because I'm going to tell you something. You're not going to believe this. Mm -hmm. You know Marie Folio, right? Marie Folio, B-School. She's been on Oprah. She's mm -hmm. interviewed, um, you know, just Tony Robbins interviewed her, Oprah, and, you know, she's just really powerful in this whole online marketing space. Mm -hmm. And when she launches her B-School, she has a ton of really good affiliates that have pretty large lists that send out emails um, for her. So I received an email from Amy Porterfield, and I opened it up, and it was about B-School, and Amy Porterfield has been a student of Marie Folio, mm -hmm. and... I, so I'm, I'm looking at the series that she has, and it says, you know, enter your name and email address to go advance through the five-part or three-part series, whatever it is. And um, I enter, there are two places that you can enter your name and email. There's a place at the top and a place at the bottom. Mm -hmm. So I entered my name and my email address, and do you know that it didn't work? No. I was just like, oh, mm -hmm. and I mean, and I entered it at the top. I said, well, first I entered it at the bottom. And I said, well, maybe just this one doesn't work. Then I went up to the top and I entered it and I said, well, okay, maybe it just didn't flip over and let me go check my email. Mm -hmm. And I went in, I checked my email. It was, there was nothing there. I was just like, oh my God, her email, her landing page email opt-in is not working. So yeah. test. Yeah. Test, 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 because you don't want to have people sending out emails to, you know, I know Amy Porterfield has an email list of a probably 250,000 names, if mm -hmm. not more. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want her to have to send out an email twice because <laughs> she's about to launch. Well, I think she just finished launching her course. And now, you know, you don't want her to have to do that. That's a big oops right there, you know. Mm -hmm. So testing is another thing, too, that they can do with all of the good tech stuff. Yeah. And testing on mobile, too, is important. Yeah. Yeah. That looks pretty on the desktop, looks pretty on a mobile device. So you have to make sure, like, the page is somewhat functional or very functional because most times people are on their phones, too. So you may be doing something on the web. And, you know, I... And it looks beautiful on the web. Yeah. Yeah, I'm working on some landing pages for um, a client of mine, and I'm running, you know, running up against that 
where I was just like, oh my God, this page looks so good. And then when I went to the phone, I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta redo this because it, you can't, it looks terrible on mobile, you know? So that's the truth. And I think it's the latest stats that about 80% of people are using the internet on their phone more than their desktop. So it's really important that it looks right on mobile. That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. That's good. So now, Miss Mays, we are at number five. What is that fifth point that, yeah, go ahead, that people can use to shine online? The fifth point is also fun. It's promotional. So now that you have all of this stuff set up, you really want to just think about how you're going to promote your business. And, you know, you have to give things time, too. But, you know, you can also put together a few strategies. So, you know, on my list um, of strategies, social media, obviously, that's number one. So you can create a Facebook page. You can create business pages, um, business profiles on Instagram. Create a Twitter account. You can also post your stuff there. Um, I would also think about which hashtags to use. Um, You can look up the most popular ones in day of the week the month, or your particular industry, kind of learn what your audience likes, and that takes a little bit of time, too. I found that my audience doesn't like a lot of tech stuff, so I had to learn that. I had to learn that they like, you know, more inspirational stuff, and then I mix in a little bit of tech, a little bit of marketing. So, you know, it takes some time. You're going to have to do a little bit of pivoting, but you'll you'll figure it out. Um, another one, um, if you have have thought about it, um, email marketing, we talked about that too, just growing the list, sending out newsletters, sending out promotions, things that, um, things that will promote your business, but you also want to provide value instead of sell, sell, sell all the time. So you want to do a mixture of, you know, informing people, entertaining people, and then informing, entertaining, and persuading. So you want to do kind of a mixture of those three. Mm-hmm. And also just webinars and lives, like, you know, like we're doing now, um, it's a good way to promote. Um, try to do video, too, because sometimes when people see your face, it's easier to know, like, and trust you than yeah. reading something. And um, I don't know the exact stats. I think if you have to, people need to be um, touched at least five times before making a purchasing decision from you. So a touch point could be an email. It can be maybe a live stream, a video, something they've seen from you. And so you really just want to make sure that you're just showing up in your business enough so that people remember you. Um, Another one that I really like is offline networking. So, you know, that, that don't discount that too. So I love the offline space. I love going to events. You know, that's how I met Tony. And, you know, that's how we connected was through um, Word, WordCamp. And then I also vend at a lot of events too. So if you want to just show up where people are that you can meet, that's, that's really awesome too. And you can actually drive them to your website. I actually do a promotion where I do SMS now where people can text a number to um, a short code that I have and they can get the workbook that way. So there's a lot of ways you can commingle the offline and online. And then lastly, I would recommend holding off on this until you kind of get an idea of what's working or paid ads. So ads, you know, Facebook ads are relatively inexpensive, but it's expensive in the long run if you're kind of just boosting posts and kind of throwing money 
I mm -hmm. think they just really want to understand, you know, what is getting higher level of organic engagement first before, like, you know, doing paid traffic and paid ads. But that is another way you can promote your business as, as well once you kind of get a groove going and, and um, figure out what people like. Yeah, that's that's the that's the rub. I think I think that's one of the biggest struggles that people have trying to figure out what it is that my audience like, yeah. and I think that's also too where your analytics come into play. Where you know you say check your analytics, and that's your point for your technical part of it. One of the things that I did to help grow the network for women in business fan page, I think I don't know, it may be over forty. Two, three—I don't know. It's over forty thousand uh, fans and followers. Is I found out a lot of the things that they like, and not just like, but shared. Yeah. And it's the viral content that really got me new followers because when people shared my content out, then it broadened the reach. Mm -hmm. So. You know, their friends were like, oh, Network for Women in Business, you know, let me check that out. And then that's how I would get more likes organically every week without having to run an ad. Yes. So therefore, I really do believe that it is important to find out what your market likes. Yes. And, you know, sometimes you can build communities and communities can, you know, they can, you know, you know, some groups are good and some groups are not so good. Some groups are really into it. And I find that, you know, when you get into a good group where people are talking and having conversation, yes. it's great because you can learn a lot. I've gotten into quite a few good groups for like Pinterest, um, a good groups for blog commenting, mm -hmm. um, you know, where they'll post, you know, like it, there'll be one post and then you have to, you know, go and make a comment on everybody's blog post. Yeah. And you have up until midnight to make a comment on everybody's blog post. And it has to be more than one sentence. <laughs> it has to be like two to three sentences. Yeah. So um, the problem with me with some of those things, though, is like I could really get into the blogs and I start reading and I just get, you know, really into it. But when you really get that community going, it could be a really good thing. Yeah. And, you know, like we have a a network for women in business group that's just for Boston um, mm -hmm. women. And, you know, and, you know, now that I think about it, that's like a good thing to do, mm -hmm. you know, because if you're trying to like, oh, you know, like I'm really starting to think out loud. Mm -hmm. I have like a chapter in Boston. And one of the things that I found is that my network for women in group, business group, that's for everybody. It's mm -hmm. people like to just promote in there. They're yeah. not having a conversation. But the mm -hmm. one that's for the Boston chapter where there it's, it, it's just nothing but people from Boston in mm -hmm. there. And they're just talking. They're talking about their businesses and, oh, we're open here or we're open yeah. there or I just started this business here. And it's just so much more engaging. And you know what I realized the reason is? Because mm -hmm. they're all from Boston, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, and they're like, "Oh, well, we connect," uh, you know. Okay, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> you know, every time I have these um, talks and I have guests on the show, it always I always have an epiphany, mm -hmm. and you know, I always kind of see, okay, well, maybe that's what I need to do. I, I should make a network for women in business, in New York. Mm -hmm. There we go. 
Yeah, that's the group. And and they'll probably talk a little bit more because they'll know everybody is from New York and, you know, they'll post their New York events and all of that stuff. That's what I'll do. I go, yes. All right. That's good. Good stuff. So yeah. why don't you recap, though, the five yeah. ways, the five points and, you know, just briefly go over it as a, you know, um, to close us out so that people can remember because, you know, repetition, you know, really kind of seals the deal and helps us to remember what we need to know. And I'm going to write them all down as, as you're talking. Okay. So give us a recap. Sure. So the first point is personal. So just to recap just a little bit is just to make sure your own personal life and your own personal house is in order before embarking on this journey because it is a journey. Then professional. It's just really just coming up with your business strategy, your business plan, have some kind of plan written out um, and just really getting clear on your ideal client, your offer and what you do and learning how to communicate what you do in order to attract those people and talk to them when they come into your space. And then number three is visual. So that includes the website, that includes any kind of visual elements such as your logo, um, your color scheme, your branding stuff, things like that. And number four is technical. So that's all of your systems that will support your business. Once somebody hits the contact form, you always want to have a, a next step for somebody and technology can always facilitate that next step and most importantly, automate it so you can get your life back and not spend all your time responding to stuff. And then number five is promotional. So promotional, um, as we talked about, um, email marketing, social media uh, marketing, getting into groups, live videos, um, and then you know networking, of course, and then lastly, you know, paid traffic and paid ads. All right. So that is awesome. So is there any, you know, well, before I ask you for your final words, there are a couple of things that, you know, I want to, just a couple of questions, a couple of personal questions that I want to ask you that could really provide some insight to the people that are listening and watching tonight. Okay. Um, you are a web designer. Mm -hmm. And you are, you know, a content creator and all of that stuff. You help people to make their brands and businesses shine online. What has been your biggest lessons learned um, over the time that you've been in business? I think my biggest lesson learned is really to make sure that you're kind of enjoying the process. So it's it sounds kind of like hokey, like, okay, well, what is she talking about? You know, it, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's not gonna be smooth sailing every day. Your mood is gonna go spike like that. Sometimes you, you're just like, what am I doing? Am I doing anything wrong? I would just say stay the course and really don't be afraid to reach out to fellow business owners and stay in community and let them know what's up. Saying, okay, well, I don't feel good today, or you know, I, I feel a certain type of way because they'll always, you know, bring you back off the ledge. So that is my thing is to just really enjoy the journey and know that it's a process. And as long as you stay the course, you'll, you'll, no, you'll, you'll get there. You know, you haven't really lost anything until you've stopped trying. Awesome. And how do you find your ideal clients? I find my ideal clients primarily through networking. So, you know, that is the biggest thing is I love networking. I love groups. 
in particular, you know, I just find groups of ambitious people. And then I also think of a need too. So, you know, I love non-technical people. I love to work with them the most because they're the most fun, the people who are just really visionary and people who are just most excited about their business but don't really know where to start. I, I like to just rein them in a little bit. And so I go looking for them, you know, at networking events, speeches. I, I just like to just show up where they are. So what is your favorite quote? My, oh, my favorite quote. I have so many quotes. Oh, man. Um, you know, I think my favorite, one of my favorite quotes is Stay Hungry, Stay Foolish by Steve Jobs, because that's really what my business is all centered around. You know, my business name, just a, a short story about my business name is I couldn't, I was looking for a domain name and I couldn't figure anything out. And it had to end with foolish, but I couldn't figure out an adjective to go um, before it. And then my, my boyfriend was like, why not foolishly creative? And I bought the domain name I started and I had some doubts like, okay, you know, like, why did I buy this name? <laughs> you know, it doesn't make any sense. But then I said, well, you know, if you want to do something, you're going to appear foolish, you know, to some people and it's going to seem foolish because when you step outside your comfort zone, sometimes you, you feel foolish. So I said, okay, well, that's the perfect name. And then when I found that quote, I was just like, okay, I know I did good because, you know, Steve Jobs did. So <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he said stay foolish, then I definitely will. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So what are some of the final thoughts that you would like to leave the ladies and gentlemen that are watching us and listen to us tonight? Yeah, my final thoughts are, you know, just to just not to abandon what you have dreamt of because it was planted in you for a reason. So, you know, I, I always say to just think big, dream big. And I know it sounds really cliche-ish, but you never know how far you can go unless you actually try to get there. So I would I would just stress again, just being in community of like-minded people. I cannot stress how important that is because you want to make sure you place yourself in front of people and amongst people who can help you, who can like pull you up and make sure that you do the same once you get somewhere, once you start climbing on your journey to kind of pay it forward and help somebody else. Yes, mm -hmm. that is so awesome. And, you know, I'm glad you said dream big, think big, because, you know, one of the things I was talking to a friend of mine this week, and we were talking about, um, you know, just some of the questions that people ask themselves, and we were talking about be, do, have. And one of the things that, you know, I was saying to them is that oftentimes when we put things out there, and we affirm certain things, like, you know, oh, I am going to be a millionaire. I am going to lose 50 pounds or whatever. You know, the first thing the brain does is says, okay, when have you done that lately? Mm -hmm. It's not the madness. You're lying. Get real, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I told her was that this year, I was going to ask myself different questions questions mm -hmm. and more like affirmations not affirmations but not even affirmations because mm -hmm. it's more like what's possible mm -hmm. right 
and asking myself the question, like, is it possible that you could lose 50 pounds this year? Or is it possible that you can earn a million dollars? Because, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, all things are possible through Christ who strengthens me, right? Yeah. And if all things are possible, when I ask myself, could it be possible that I could, or is it possible that I could? And every time I ask myself, is it possible? The answer is yes, it's possible because all things are possible, right? And so when I start thinking that all things are possible and I ask myself, is it possible? Then the next thing my brain says, okay, well, let's figure it out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I start going down the road of trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So this year in 2019, we are trusting and believing that all things are possible. We are thinking big. We are believing big. Mm -hmm. And we're not saying, you know, if, when, how we're saying, could it be possible? And the brain says yes. And the mind says go. And this is how we make it happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about 2019. I hope that you are too. I know this is going to be a great year for all those people that put everything that they learn into action. Mm -hmm. And you know, um, in life, we're never losing. We're always learning. And once you learn the lessons that life has to give, the mm -hmm. only thing you can do is re-enter, yeah. re-enter, re-enter the game, get back in the ring. When you get knocked down, get back up, you yeah. know, and, and stay foolishly creative. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to thank you for coming on tonight and sharing those five amazing points um, as it relates to shining online and attracting your mm -hmm. ideal customer. And I love what you said that you love networking because networking is not dead. And it's really one of the best ways that you can turn a cold lead warm mm -hmm. and you can really get out there and get people to know, like, and trust you right away. So everything that you said tonight was right on point. And for those of you who joined us live, thank you for joining us live on Facebook. And this was very informative and very educational. So you guys put this into action, put everything that Miss Mays said into action, Miss Kimberly Mays, Foolishly Creative. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for joining tonight and staying Stay tuned. Um, sign up on our mailing list. Make sure you go to foolishlycreative.com, shine-online-workbook, so that you can get the workbook so you can start this process for yourself. And also stay tuned because on March 18th of 2019, we are relaunching the network for women in business and we're relaunching the continuity part of the business where we're going to be providing great content each and every month to small business owners that are seeking to scale and grow their business. And we're very excited about that. We're relaunching in women's history month of March, March 18th. Stay tuned. And you're going to hear more about that in the upcoming weeks. So thank you again, Miss Kimberly Mays of Foolishly Creative. And thank you, everyone. for. Thank you for listening to the Aim to Win in Business and Life podcast with Tony Coleman-Brown. Please visit TonyColemanBrown.com for more information on this episode. And get ready to win.